A new investigation from the Organised Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, or OCCRP, has revealed details of how two China-born fraudsters who tried to turn a radiation-soaked Pacific atoll into a future metropolis. The investigation reports the duo paid more than $1 million to UN diplomats to gain access to its headquarters before embarking on a controversial plan to set up an autonomous zone in the Pacific Ocean. Carrie Yan and Gina Zhou were sentenced by a U.S. court earlier this year over a plot to bribe Marshall Islands politicians to create an autonomous zone 200 kilometres across open water from Kwajalein Atoll, where the U.S. Army has a military facility. OCCRP reporters found the plan was the final step in a global grifting odyssey by the pair whose multi-million dollar schemes included a miracle water cure and cryptocurrencies. Kuroi Hawkins spoke with the lead Pacific editor at the OCCRP, Aubrey Balford, about the story. So this investigation started last year, actually, when news broke um, that these two characters, Karyan and Gina Jo, had been extradited to the United States to face trial in New York for bribing Marshall Islands politicians to set up uh, their special economic zone in Rongelap Atoll. Uh, and it was a story that got a fair bit of attention at the time, and it was a story that before that in the Marshall Islands had been very, very controversial and had really divided politics. Um, but when we saw that they were being tried in the US, we thought, you know, maybe there's something else behind this. Uh, so we just decided to start digging a little more. And um, once we started digging, things just got really, really interesting. Yes, and and reached right up into into the upper echelons of the United Nations. Please talk us through some of some of that part of the story. Yeah, so um, you know, <laughs> one of the first things we noticed about these guys is that as they were trying to carry out their plans in the Marshall Islands, that they were also claiming to have this affiliation uh, with the United Nations. Um, and, you know, there were postings online from their organizations, from, their, you know, Twitter accounts and things like that, of them, you know, posing in fairly official looking settings with, you know, dignitaries and diplomats and sometimes politicians and leaders from countries around the world. Um, we saw that they had this logo that made it look like, you know, that they were affiliated with the UN. And so it was pretty clear that they'd managed to gain access, you know, somehow into UN circles. So as we dug deeper and started looking into who they were talking to and reaching out to people and getting documents, you know, what we found was basically that they'd paid their way in. And are we expecting any or have we seen already any charges being laid, arrests, anything in relation to those aspects of their activities? So um, a lot of what we found hasn't really been reported before, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But one of the really interesting things that we found is that they gained access to the UN using a, a bunch of, you know, fixers and diplomats that they paid who have been caught up in other cases. So, you know, there's basically three separate sets of other scandals that these uh, people intersected with so you know to give one example um they managed to get access to the un get a photo opportunity uh with Bunky moon um by you know paying to a shadow account run by ugandan uh diplomats um that were associated with the former president of the un general assembly sam kutessa now sam kutessa and his staff have been mixed up in in another bribery case uh, close to the UN. 
they also paid for access through a former uh, Dominican Republic ambassador to the UN, Francis Lorenzo, who has uh, also been mixed up in a UN corruption scandal and at that very time was actually um, pleading guilty um, to charges in New York of, of um, bribery at the UN. And then we found that another person that facilitated their entry to the UN, uh, a guy by the name of Frank Liu, is currently indicted in New York on charges of uh, acting as an agent uh, for China in the United States, harassing dissidents in the United States. So basically everywhere we went around this story, we found people mixed up in other criminal cases. And yet somehow these characters managed to slip through and really get themselves ensconced right in the heart of the halls of influence there at the UN. Now, what's next for this story? I, I understand uh, these individuals will be heading back to the Marshall Islands. Are there concerns? So one of the things in the process of the reporting is Carrie Ann and Gina Jo, it should be said, they're, they're from China. Uh, they're from mainland China. But at some stage, they managed to get Marshall Islands passports. And, and when we spoke to Marshall Islands officials, including the former president, Hilda Heine, no one seemed to know actually how they got their Marshall Islands passports. But officially... Uh, they're Marshallese. So Gina Jo was deported uh, earlier this year, and she's already in Majuro. Carrie Yan, who was really the more senior member of this scheme, um, is uh, due to finish up his prison sentence later this year and presumably will be deported to the Marshall Islands. So there is concern about what they can get up to next because they are citizens. Um, they do have a track record of bribery and big schemes and scams. Uh, and Marshall Islands is, you know, a country with just 40,000 people um, that does sit in a strategic uh, position in, in the ocean, does have, you know, full sovereignty, um, you know, stuff that it's quite easy or tempting to hijack. So yeah, there is there is a bit of concern about what could happen next. Aubrey, always a pleasure and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.